Let's uh, jump right into it. We got Patrick Everson on the line right now, Vegas Insider, senior reporter over there. He joins us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. And Patrick, how was your weekend? Actually, I want to start off asking you how the books did because the Cardinals, the Cowboys, they covered in those late games, probably not what the books were looking for, but uh, how did the books do this past weekend in the NFL? Well, first, First off, the three, thank you, for, thank you for having me on. I am at the BetMGM Sportsbook inside the Cosmopolitan on the fabulous Las Vegas Strip. Love that. Uh, so Jealous. Great, great, great night out here. And to, to your point, Ryan, great jumping on point because one oddsmaker I talked to late Sunday night after this had all come down said the Cardinals and Cowboys covering in the late games was definitely not what we were looking for. So those two games definitely didn't break their way. Um, it was it was kind of a mixed bag. The betters got some wins on Sunday, and uh, and the books got some wins. So a little bit of back and forth. Uh, after after the betters did pretty well in week four, and the books did really well in weeks one, two, and three. Um, a little bit of a mixed bag. That Dallas game wasn't good. Um, ob- I'll tell you what. Obviously, the Packers getting beaten in that first game of the day before anything really even gets going. That was huge. A bunch of money line parlays were torn up tickets really before the day even began in the NFL. So that was a uh, that was a result they definitely liked behind the counter. But, uh, but yeah, those late results, basically none of the late games really went their way. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the Cowboys game wasn't even necessarily a, a good result, even as a dog, because they were a very – they were a sharp dog early in the week at higher numbers, six and a half, six, five and a half, and they were a public play later in the week. So sharp and public on the same side in that Cowboys game. Yeah, Pat. I mean, one of this might be the most bet game of the regular season. Bills and Chiefs. It's obviously one of the best matchups we're going to get. I'm sure you're going to hear a lot about this game throughout the week. I just want to get your thoughts on why the books are hanging Kansas City at plus three. They clearly know that this is going to be an attractive play for a lot of people. Almost a blind bet. You see the Chiefs as plus three at home, and that's almost an auto play. So, do you think the books are going to need Buffalo this week, or do you think that even with the plus three, they're still going to get plenty of Bills action? It's a really good question, and I don't know the answer to that, but believe me, I was surprised when I saw that number come out. Now, that said, after Kansas City struggled last night, you know, great, a high-scoring game, a very entertaining game. We were, you know, we were inside a book with a bunch of people here out here for Global Gaming Expo. I was out with a bunch of people that were here for Global Gaming Expo. And obviously, very entertaining game, but, you know, Kansas City did not get way the heck behind, then seemed to kind of get controlled, and, you know, just kind of back and forth late. And then the Raiders pulled a perfect Raiders play where two guys take each other out and they lose the game. Um, but I, I don't know how this is going to go. I know that the oddsmaker I speak with every Sunday night when I do my opening line report for, for Vegas Insider said they went, with, they went with two and a half as the opener, and then they moved to two pretty quickly. But that was after having the game a pick them on last week's look-ahead line. So even last week, they weren't giving the Chiefs, you know, the favored status on their home field, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, and then this week, as you said, the two-and-a-half, I think there might even be some threes out there still. Um, there's certainly going to be some interest on the Chiefs, whether it's two-and-a-half, three, two, whatever. Just the Chiefs getting points at home is so unusual that there's certainly going to be some interest. But I'm checking with one odds maker now whose who's odds update pretty much every 10 minutes or so. So we're talking early in the week, Tuesday night, very limited pot, almost perfect two-way action on this. A little bit more tickets on the bills, a little bit more money on the bills, but still sitting two and a half. 
Patrick, let's talk about this Cowboys game against the Eagles because the, it opened as a pick 'em, and now the Cowboys are five point dogs. Uh, we saw four and a half a little bit earlier today. We saw five and a half last night. Uh, where do you think this goes? And obviously, a lot of that has to do with Dak Prescott not playing, but Cooper Rush has looked pretty good. Right. I think they take that into account with where the number is now. And I'm not sure five and a half, if, if Pickham was a look ahead or not. But, um, you know, with the odds maker I spoke with early in the week, they, they liked five and a half. Um, despite seeing some money come in on the Cowboys right away here in Nevada, here in Nevada, here in, Nevada, here in Vegas, um, in the wake of, you know, the Cowboys beating the Rams. Um, they saw some sharp money on Philly, even at that five and a half. So he, he felt like it's the right line. I think they've actually dialed back a half a point or so at that uh, particular book, and I'm seeing four and a half in a book too. But, yeah, that's, look, those two games running into each other, the Chiefs-Bills late in the day for most of the nation, followed by the Sunday night game, Cowboys-Eagles. The handle on both these games is just going to be massive, Trista. But, uh, you know, where it goes at this point, again, early in the week, hard to say, but one odds maker who's got some splits up already, it's kind of it's an interesting dichotomy here and not a huge plant one way or the other. But 60% of early point spread tickets on the Cowboys, 60% of early point spread money on the Eagles. Pat, yeah, that's an interesting one, a five-point move there. The other one, uh, and this has to do with the quarterback situation, obviously, because we're going to wait and see if Teddy Bridgewater is able to get out of the concussion protocol, but a six-point move between Minnesota and Miami, where Miami's at home now, three-point dogs. If Teddy's able to go, where do you see this one closing, or what are you hearing about this game here with a six-point move where Minnesota goes from being three-point dogs to favored by three on the road? I I don't think it's going to flip okay if 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 Tua can if, if well I I don't know if they've ruled in or out Tua yet or Bridgewater for that matter you mentioned Bridgewater's not been cleared yet I don't think it flips with with either of those quarterbacks but I do think it's going to move I mean I think may, maybe it flips I don't know but I think pick them you could see that if they get some good news later in the week that they're going to have some semblance of, of stability with somebody that somebody's heard of actually at quarterback but yeah that's definitely a, a, an interesting one opening with the Vikings three-point favorites on the road and again, the Osbeck I spoke with early in the week on this, he's like, hey, it's a tough one to set because of the Dolphins' QB woes. They just can't buy a break under center right now. And last week, they actually had this game of pick on the look-ahead line, and I think that would be under the assumption that, uh, that Bridgewater was going to be the guy, at, least, at the very least. And he said, we were taking bets on Miami at that number prior to the results that came out this past Sunday, week five. So, uh, you know, people like Miami at pick if they had at least Bridgewater under center. So if that gets announced, don't be surprised if, uh, A, it moves, but, but B, if anybody can get ahead of that move, they're going to try and pick off Miami uh, getting, a couple, getting, a, getting a couple of points. Yeah, definitely something to monitor in that game. Pat, want to shift over to college football with you. You know, this slate is very interesting because it's not often the book is going to need favorites to help them out this week, but there's definitely a bunch of games that are going to have a lot of trendy underdogs Tennessee against Bama, Kansas against Oklahoma, USC against Utah, just naming a few. Have you gotten kind of a sense talking to a few odds makers of who could possibly be the most popular underdog you think this week in those marquee matchups? Boy, I think Tennessee may. Well, I take that back. USC is probably going to be the most popular. Um, But it'll be, well, man, this is a a really good question. (laughs) I'm not stumped, yeah. but I'm, I've got a couple of different sources I've talked to already on this this week, and it is a fascinating week. Let's just start with Bama, Tennessee. 
So uh, the, the odds maker I spoke with earlier in the week for my college opening line report and odds report, which evolves all week long on VegasInsider.com, uh, they were they were getting hit on Tennessee right out of the gate. They went down a point. They opened Bama eight and a half. They went down to seven and a half. So Tennessee is definitely going to be a popular dog, and that was sharp play on Tennessee early in the week. But I think they're going to be a public play potentially as well. Um, but that USC game, one odds maker told me he said USC is shaping up to be a big public dog. It's early, but Utah will likely be a big need. So that's, I mean, I think those are both really interesting ones for sure. And then, uh, again, with, the, with one odds maker that I've got splits on that are pretty fresh, literally within the last 10 minutes. Um, again, to your point, PJ, trendy dog on Tennessee. Ticket count almost four to one. Money five to one on Tennessee getting seven, seven and a half. Again, it's early in the week. It's probably a pretty limited pot of money at this point. It's surely a pretty limited pot at this point. But um, they're, they're going to be popular. And as far as USC goes, not quite as overwhelming as Tennessee, so I, I, I guess I scale that back depending on uh, uh, how this evolves throughout the week. But early tickets on that USC-Utah game, four-to-one tickets with this particular bookmaker and about just a little shy of two-to-one money on Southern Cal getting three-and-a-half at Utah. Mm. Yeah, Pat, I want to talk about Auburn Ole Miss because that's another one where it looks like the, the amount of tickets versus money is really swinging in the direction of Auburn as a 14 and a half point dog Auburn, you know, probably second worst team in the sec, but did put up some, some fight against LSU. Have you heard anything about this game? I'm just looking at splits. I haven't talked to anybody about it yet. Uh, Trista, but look, there's some interest in Auburn, but it's not huge at this point. It's at least with, again, we got to say there's going to be some variance from odds maker to odds maker book to book. Uh, they're not always going to line up, and sometimes there'll actually be a real dichotomy between the two. But at least with the one odds like that I've got current splits on, it is trending more toward, toward Ole Miss at this point early in the week. That's a ton of points, though, too. I just, I mean, when I see a number like that, I'm thinking more Alabama, Georgia, et cetera. I'm not necessarily thinking Ole Miss, but, um, but if this, you know, one, one odds maker reporting at this stage, again, early in the week, limited pot, 61% of bets. 76% of money laying that number with Ole Miss, which I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you on, on Auburn, Trista. I feel like that might be a better play, um, and it's a ton of points. Yeah, Pat, if you don't mind, I want to bounce back to the NFL because there's two games that I wanted to ask you about with some line movement. One coming up this Thursday. This will be our last opportunity before we talk to you before this potential NFC championship preview between the <laughs> Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders. Now, I know the under's hitting 15 of the last 21 Thursday night games since last season, so it's hitting at a 71% clip. But this total opened where? Uh, this 40.5, and, and now we're sitting between 37.5, 36.5, 38.5. What are the books going to need here? Obviously, I, I'm guessing the under is going to be both probably a sharp and public play with these two offenses and with that trend. I think it probably will be as we get closer to the game. Um as I've mentioned to, to you guys on, you know, in previous weeks, uh, this, you know, the bulk of the tickets and money on any of these markets is going to come in game day and even yeah. more so as we get closer to kickoff. And people are probably really not looking at this game as closely as they would a typical Thursday night game because this is just, I mean, look, I'm not here to stand up for my Broncos because that was awful last week and there's almost no way that this, I really don't think this game will be worse than that one. I don't see how it could be. Um, but that said, it's kind of at, at, with one odds maker I'm checking with right now. It's two way action on that, even though it's come down quite a bit. Like you said, 37 and a half. They're begging you to take me over there. It feels like to me, um, and I might. I don't know. Um, I just might do that. Maybe take 
under for the first half and over for the game and see if uh, see if maybe that works out. But it's pretty good two-way action on the total at this point uh, with, you know, a little less than 48 hours until kickoff. But, yeah, this could be ugly, and God forbid if this uh, – well, actually, you know what? If this ends up being an NFC Championship game preview, Ryan – then we are about to witness some incredible football from these two teams over the next couple of months. So if that happens, then I guess I can root for that. And then we got like two minutes. Sorry, I wanted to ask you about this one because this is some crazy line movement as well where you have the Jags, you know, they were looking really good. Now not so much as they lose to the Texans. Mm -hmm. They're two and three, and they went from being seven-point dogs on the road in Indianapolis, now down to two. I know Jonathan Taylor is 50-50 for this game or 40-60, but that's a a four-and-a-half point, now five-point move. Uh, what What are you hearing about this game? Yeah, this is one, it's, it's definitely an interesting one. And the Jags were, you know, just a couple of weeks back, sort of the flavor of the week. They, you know, they just rung San Diego, or San Diego, sorry, that's my AFC West. No, yeah. in. Los Angeles, they run Los Angeles and fell pretty good. Um, but right now, again, early in the week, uh, and to your point, a big move, obviously the, you know, whatever the, you know, the cold situation with what personnel they're going to have is impacting this as well. It's also kind of fascinating that the number opened at what it did when you're when you realize Jacks just beat the Colts. I mean these teams just played, you know, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. So um but early in the week, ticket count pretty even with a modest lean toward the Jags, but money running about two to one on the Colts. So um I would guess you could call that reverse line movement if you will. Um and perhaps some sharp play uh, uh getting in on the Jags as well. Wow. Thanks so much Pat. Enjoy the games this week and we'll talk again soon. You bet. You all have a good week. Thanks, Pat. You too, Pat. Sharp money on the Jags, huh? Yeah. Oh, it's looking like a Bama and Utah kind of week, isn't it? From seven to two. Seven to two. I was looking at some, yeah, I'm waiting to see what's up with JT. I like the Colts in that game. I'm going to be going against yeah, everybody, I, I feel. I, 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 the, dude, the Colts are not losing to Jack. Well, they, I mean, they could. But eventually they have to beat Jacksonville, right? They do. I don't, I don't know. know if I trust the Colts outside anybody but the AFC both, West. Both of those teams just looked awful. Maybe and the Colts are coming away. up a win. Maybe just stay Maybe nah. just not Maybe put just money not. on it. Colts that's might be, also an option, I, I already too. bet the Colts. I, I, I'm just trying to tease it because, you know, I like to give those plays out a little bit later. Yeah. I bet the money line. Minus 135.